0: The Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Genasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Today we're going to talk Chicago White Sox and Seattle Mariners. We'll focus on the White Sox since the Mariners are starting a three-game series against them this weekend. Uh, We'll talk records. Uh, The state of the White Sox organization, some of their injuries, farm system, the pitching matchup for tonight, which is Michael Kopech against uh, Brian Wu. Uh, Recap the Mariners stats over the last seven games, look at who's hot, who's not. And uh, if we have time, we will dig, do a little deep dive into a specific Mariner. So Mariners come into this series against the White Sox 33 and 34. Uh, the Mariners are eight and a half games behind the Rangers in the American League West, only five games out of the wild card. Uh, the Mariners are four and six in their last 10 games, but still maintain a positive run differential of plus seven. In my opinion, they're right in the thick of things. One hot streak will put the Mariners um, smack in the middle of the wild card race. And a little drop by the Rangers at the same time would put the Mariners um, in the middle of the American League West pennant chase. The White Sox, on the other hand, are 30 and 40. They're only five and a half games out of the American League Central uh, behind the Minnesota Twins. Central's pretty pretty poor this season thus far. Uh, they are nine and a half games out of the wild card race, five and five in their last 10 games. But very telling is their minus 53 run differential. Uh, I believe every team in the American League Central has a negative run differential as of right now. Uh, I will check that really quickly. But it's it's pretty – that division is pretty ugly. Um, actually, I take that back. The Twins are plus 40, but everyone else is, is a negative, all the way down to the Royals at minus 107. Looks like the Twins will probably run away with the American League Central. In any case, White sox are really um hobbling along uh they were expected to compete this season for the American League central uh even higher expectations the previous year. The White sox have had recently run a pretty high payroll um I believe the payroll currently is ranked uh twelfth in major league baseball at one one hundred and eighty three million dollars this season. Uh, compared to the Mariners who are 18th at $139 million this season. They replaced uh, their manager with Pedro Griefel, uh this season. He, I believe he was in the Mariners organization as a coach or as a scout at one point in time, but uh, he has not had the intended impact on their players and on their roster as uh, the White Sox had hoped for. So far this season, the White Sox are 22nd in average, batting average at .236. Uh, the Mariners are tied for 26th at .229. Uh, the White Sox on-base percentage is last in the American League at .294. Their walk percentage is also last in the league at 6.7%. Uh, compare that to the Mariners' 309 on on-base percentage tied for 23rd and 9% walk rate, which is actually 12th in uh, Major League Baseball. The White Sox strike out less than the Mariners' about 2.4% less than the Mariners do. Uh, Stolen bases, they're about the same, 43 for the White Sox versus 40 for the Mariners. Uh, Scoring, Mariners are 20th, White Sox are 22nd. Uh, Home runs, White Sox have 77, Mariners have 74. So very comparable results with the offense, but they get to it in a little different way. White Sox make more contact this season so far, uh, whereas the Mariners walk a little bit more. Pitching-wise is where the Mariners have the advantage Team ERA thus far for the Mariners is 11th in the major leagues at 3.98. White Sox uh, are 24th at 4.59. Mariners whip is 121. One. That's tied for fourth. White Sox 136, which is 21st. Again, the White Sox walk rate is 10.1%, uh, second from the bottom in the major leagues at 29th. Mariners are first in the major leagues at 7.1% walk rate. And then the other stats of note. Uh, Mariners strikeout minus walk uh, percentage is 17.3%, which is second in the majors. White Sox are 16th. That's a stat that I pay quite a bit of attention to, uh, specifically for fantasy. Uh, What it does is it allows you to see very quickly if you have a pitcher who both strikes lots of hitters out and um, doesn't walk very many. Obviously, that's a good thing for a pitcher. Uh, The Mariners, again, rank second in K-BB. minus and then stuff plus White Sox have the advantage. They're actually tied for third in the major leagues on uh fan graph stuff plus rating at one Oh five. Mariners are tied for ninth, but location plus the Mariners are tied for first um, and the White Sox are tied for 22nd. So really, if you break all this down, um, similar scoring teams, as of this point in time, similar power, similar speed, the Mariners strike out more Mariners also walk more. And then pitching wise, uh, Both teams strike out a good number of hitters. White Sox walk a lot more um, batters than the Mariners do, thus have a higher whip and a higher ERA. Uh, And then the White Sox might have a little better stuff overall um, throughout their uh, pitching staff, but the Mariners very much control the zone uh, much better than the White Sox do. So Mariners pitching should carry the day um, against the White Sox. Of course, it's only a three-game series, so small sample, so you're not – you know it doesn't necessarily carry over, but uh top to bottom, I think the the Mariners so far this season have been uh, the better team. so I want to talk a little bit about the White Sox organization because I find one I lived there for a couple of years, uh two, my grandparents grew up there, three a lot of my friends from college and fraternity brothers from the University of Michigan live in Chicago, and um, many of them are White Sox fans. Uh, Shout out Calzonzi. But the White Sox are, I think, a similar class of team as the Mariners, and what I mean by that is a team that probably won't run a top five payroll in baseball, even if they could. Um, A bigger market, obviously, in Chicago, and and a team that won't – uh, won't claim poor either, and bottom out payroll wise. I don't. I don't believe that baseball nor Chicago would allow uh, a team in such a big market to do that. So, what's wrong with the White Sox, or what have they been doing over the last five years? Uh, they were really bad in 18 and 19. Um, in the strike, or the excuse me, the COVID-shortened 2020 season, they made the American League wild card, but lost to Oakland. In 21, they went 93 and 69 and won the American League Central, and lost in the divisional series to Houston three to one. And then last year they were a 500 team at 81 and 81. Uh, their last World Series victory was in 2005. I just think they've made a lot of pretty funky decisions over the last couple of years, and uh, because they they've gone, I wouldn't say all in, but they've made some pretty heavy investments in some players. They've been forced to try to win now at times. And so they've made um, they have spent some money in places that maybe they, they shouldn't have out of desperation. Uh, some examples to me are, uh, you know, you have Eloy Jimenez at DH, who is a very, very um, skilled hitter, uh, better hit tool than people realize lots of power, huge dude, six, four, probably 260 pounds. Um they acquired him when he was a minor leaguer for Jose Quintana uh, from the Cubs. But you have Eloy. You have Luis Robert in center field, who is a an uber talented uh center fielder. You have, you know, what you believe to be a very talented Yuan Mokata, but he's been hurt so often you can't really, I don't know if you can call him that anymore. The talent is probably still there, but it's it's um It's less evident and it probably will never, he probably will never optimize that talent because of injury. Tim Anderson, who was once what I would consider probably a top six offensive shortstop in baseball, who's been hurt uh, recently. Uh, Andrew Vaughn was the third pick of the draft a few years ago was supposed to be a no brainer, um, you know, plus hit tool, potentially plus power first baseman. He has not uh, fulfilled that potential. So you've got a lot of, talent on this team or perceived talent on this team and not a lot of production. And then you have a lot of money invested in a lot of these players. So Yoan Moncada is paid almost $25 million in 2024 for a player who's hurt all the time, as much as it pains me to say it. I've loved Moncada. Um, I've owned him in fantasy a ton, but the truth is he's never going to be what we thought he was going to be when he was the number one prospect in baseball. They still owe him almost 25 million in 24 Uh, In this offseason, they signed Andrew Benintendi, left-handed corner outfielder, uh, who had come up with the Red Sox, most recently played with the Royals and the Yankees, to a uh, deal with an average annual value of $15 million. He signed through 27. His production has been incredibly poor uh, so far this season and looks to be a pretty bad signing. Uh, Luis Robert is a steal at 12.5 million in and 24 and 15 and 25. But then you've got, you know, $13.5 million next year in Kendall Graveman and um Aaron Bummer, two relief pitchers, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh so money wrapped up in players who aren't producing, uh potentially losing in free agency next year, Lance Lynn, Yasmani Grandal, Liam Hendricks. Um, Lynn Hendricks, Tim Anderson, Joe Kelly are all club options. I believe they'll probably pick up Tim Anderson. Mike Clevenger has a mutual option. Elvis Andrus is a free agent. Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, um, Kenyon Middleton—they've got a bunch of guys that they're potentially losing, and they still owe Larry Garcia in twenty-four, five and a half million. So I just—I read all of the, all of those names off and all of that money because. I think it's money very poorly spent and they don't have um reinforcements on the way. Their minor league system is probably a bottom five system in baseball. They wanted Oscar Colas, uh right fielder, um Cuban right fielder who played in Japan. He's 24 years old. They they started him in on the major league roster this season and he played really poorly and so they had to send him down. He's probably their most Second most talented hitter in the in their minor leagues, Colson Montgomery, a first round pick a couple years ago, being their probably most talented. And there's no real pitching coming um, from their minor leagues. They have some talented young pitchers in the minors, uh, Christian Mena, um, uh, Norhe Vera, Noah Schultz, but they're years away. And and so now, what do they have? They have these right handed starters in Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Lucas Giolito, who Lance Lynn, who are talented but have been up and down this season. A bullpen of, you know, a pretty decent bullpen, but I wouldn't say a lights-out bullpen. And then an offense that's underperformed and has a, a really bad bench. So to me, this is an organization who spent a lot of money, who's not in a good place, and in all likelihood is going to um, struggle even more over the next couple of years, barring uh huge free agent signings. Uh, and I compare that to the Mariners because again, I think they have, they should run similar payrolls based on market size. I know the Mariners have been incredibly profitable in part because of the um, owning root sports and uh, you know, pretty good attendance. You know, the Mariners could certainly increase their, their payroll for $139 million, but to what end, right? If you look at the money that, you know, the White Sox haven't spent their money well, but just because they're an example of just because if you spend money, just because you spend money does not make you a contender, does not make you a winner. The money on Ben Attendee was bad. Uh, the money on Moncada was bad. You know, they've got an expensive bullpen. The Mariners have shown you don't have to spend on a bullpen. Their investments in Eloy and in Luis Robert have been smart, but it's it's just proof to me that spending money on free agents does not make a team better by definition. Uh I would much rather see, you know, if I was a White Sox fan, I would want to see them invest a hell of a lot more money in scouts and um, maybe try to hire someone away from, the Rays or the Dodgers or the Mariners or the guardians, or one of these teams that has done a really good job scouting in order to build up their farm system. You know, you take the money paid to Moncada alone or paid to Benintendi alone uh, this next year. And and you could build some of that. So again, I think they're headed in the wrong direction. It's not the approach that I would take. Uh, you've got a lot of money wrapped up in this bullpen. I think, Liam Hendricks makes $15 million a year as well. So Hendricks at 15, Graveman at eight, Bummer at five and a half. It's just, I don't know, not the way I would construct a team. Of course, probably the White Sox are going to go sweep this series, but I don't see a very good team. Uh, Their current lineup, according to Roster Resource, is Tim Anderson leading off, Andrew Betta hitting second, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Jake Berger, who's probably the one player – Offensive player on their team who's been a surprise. Um, He has an OPS over 900. Big third baseman. Andrew Vaughn, uh, Yasmani Grandal, Gavin Sheets, and Elvis Andrus. That's just not a a real threatening lineup. And then their pitching rotation. The pitchers we will see against the Mariners are Michael Kopech, Luis Giolito, or Lucas Giolito, and uh, Lance Lynn. Uh, We'll preview Kopech in a minute here. Uh, Again, I love... What Jerry DePoto has done, I think it's what I would consider um, a very, I'm going to call it the right way. There are multiple ways to build a a winner, but for the Mariners, given the market, given what he walked into a number of years ago, uh, given what I assume to be uh, an edict from the top to not spend too, too much money, I believe he's doing it the right way. The player development system, not just the minor league system now, but the player development system, when you couple the Mariners' young players that they produced, I talk about this all the time, Julio, Kelnick, Raleigh, Gilbert, Kirby, Miller, Wu, you can go on and on, right? The bullpen. The the player development system is incredibly healthy. You ask any executive, you ask any writer, they will tell you, the Mariners are now now have a reputation for being able to develop talent full stop. I don't care what the minor league rankings are from baseball America or you know baseball prospectus or bleacher report or whatever you want to cite, because that is a snapshot in time of essentially who is who in the system is close to the major leagues, right? Because the Mariners have tremendous talent in um rookie ball or A-ball, Dominican, you know, recently drafted players, but those players are not going to be valued so highly by these rankings because the rankings take into account proximity. Um, Mariners system is incredibly healthy. Mariners obviously have dynamite pitching, you know, even with the injuries to Ray and to Gonzalez. You can make the case the Mariners have a top five rotation, especially stuff-wise in baseball. The bullpen has been lights out. You've got an offense that's been struggling, but the team is still 500, and a lot of the players on that offense are young. So when you compare these two teams, do I want the Mariners to spend more? Of course I do. But I think they have to spend it in the right place. And the White Sox are an incredible example of a team that spent money for the sake of spending money and spent it in the wrong places. And now they're stuck with contracts that don't make any sense and they're not contending. So we will do this, try to cover or dig into the team that the Mariners are facing, um, especially if they have an off day. It gives me some time to research. But again, White Sox and Mariners are going in opposite directions. White Sox spent money, Mariners didn't. They're not going in opposite directions because of their expenditure or lack thereof. But again, you have to spend wisely and not just for the sake of, and the White Sox are are an example of that. Um, I should say that Yohan Moncada currently is on the disabled list with lower back inflammation. Surprise, surprise. Uh, And the other uh, injured player of note is Liam Hendricks after the inspirational comeback from Hodgkin's um, has gone back on the DL with elbow inflammation. So, those are the two big players on their team that are on the DL currently. Jake Berger is taking the place of Mokata at third. And it looks like currently Kendall Graveman is the closer taking the spot of Liam Hendricks. Um, I think that's enough on the White Sox. So the pitching matchups for this weekend are Michael Kopech will start against Brian Wu tonight. Uh, Lucas Giolito will start against um, Logan Gilbert tomorrow, and then Sunday at 110 is Lance Lynn and Bryce Miller. Uh, The weather tonight for the game looks to be in the low 60s um, at first pitch. It should rain, but obviously um, with the retractable roof, uh, the Mariners should be okay. The game should be okay. Uh, Michael Kopak is 27 years old, uh, 6'3", 210. He was a first round pick 33rd overall by the Boston Red Sox in 2014. He'll be a free agent in 26. He was seen as the next big thing uh, coming up. He got hurt a number of times, but he threw hundred miles an hour, you know, big strapping dude, right-handed. And he's never really pitched to his potential. Uh, He has shown signs recently of really turning the corner. Uh, on the season, he's running a three and five record with a four point oh three ERA and a one one eight WHIP. Those numbers are not that bad, uh, but March and April was a seven point oh one ERA. In May, Kopech had a two point seven five ERA, and so far in June, uh, Michael Kopech has a one point five oh ERA. So he has really started to command his pitches a lot better uh, to produce much better results. So 73 and two-thirds innings, 54 hits, 33 walks, 85 strikeouts, walk rate of 10.7%, which seems high until you look at the fact that the White Sox as a team have a 10.1% walk rate. Um, So he's not much higher than the team average and 27.5% K rate. He does have a surrendered a 232 batting average of balls in play. So he's been a bit lucky. With the BABIP, you would expect to see that um, regress to the mean over the course of the season, and then an 83.8% left on base percentage. Again, a little bit high, so he's gotten a little bit lucky on batted balls and and stranding runners so far this season. He does have a bit of a platoon split. It's a reverse platoon split where lefties are hitting 181, 302, and an OPS of 664. Righties are hitting 221, 312, with an OPS of 768, so 100.8%. 104 point difference in OPS um, greater versus right handers, even though he's a right handed starter. Uh, he gets good extension, 82nd percentile in baseball. He throws 63% four seamers at 90, averaging 95.7, the 30.4% whiff rate, which is a very high whiff rate for a four seam fastball. Uh, 25% sliders at 85 miles an hour. That's a 28% whiff rate on the slider. And then 6.6% change-ups at 89 miles an hour and 5.7% curveballs at 81 miles an hour. Uh, his zone contact rate is a couple percent below our league average. His first pitch strike rate is 3.5% below league average. And his whiff rate is about 4.5% above league, league average. So throws hard, um, primarily fastball slider. Uh, it's 80, what is that? 88. Percent fastball and slider um, together uh, has, as I said, it really turned the corner, especially with command recently. Um, will be a tough go for the Mariners. Uh is a good is a horse, and um, he will strike out a bunch of bat- batters. So I would expect Kopech to um, to pitch well in this game. Obviously, the uh, T-Mobile is a pitcher-friendly park, um, but we'll see. Ryan Wu is on the mound for the Mariners, uh, 23 years old. Obviously, he started twice so far in the major leagues for the Seattle Mariners. He is 0-1 with a 10.80 ERA and a 1.95 whip. He's pitched six and two-thirds innings thus far, uh, surrendering 11 hits, two walks, and 11 strikeouts. But his last outing against the Angels on June 10th was four and two-thirds innings, four hits, two runs, both earned one walk and seven strikeouts. His extension is in the 85th percentile, meaning he releases the ball um, closer to the batter than, than um 84% of major league pitchers. Uh that just gives off the perception that the ball is is moving faster and getting there quicker. Uh 50, just over 58% foreseen fastball from Wu at 95.6. So far, a 32.6% whiff rate. Take these whiff rates with a grain of salt, given the fact that he's only thrown six and two thirds innings, Uh, 20.3% sinker at 95.6. So what's interesting about that is, and then 18% slider at 82.7. So about 79% of the pitches from Brian Wu, you can sit on 96 miles an hour, right? You can, you know, and you don't know whether it's a four seamer or a sinker, but that velocity band is right is where he sits almost 80% of the time slider is 18% at about 83 miles an hour um i wish that that pitch moved a little bit less horizontally and maybe was a little harder because i think the the horizontal movement on that slider allows batters to identify it quicker than you would want them to, given the fact that the only other thing they're going to see is that hard velocity. Zone um, so contact rate thus far is 74%, which is very good for a pitcher. That's 8% below league average. And then the whiff rate is about 2% over league average. Um, I think that's enough numbers for the day. If I, hopefully I haven't put you to sleep. Uh, I like numbers as you can tell. Um The last thing I want to cover is over the last seven days, uh, some Mariners hitters have really stood out, and I think that it's worth talking about because Mariners offense has been highly criticized um, over the last couple of months. Um, But the last seven days, Mike Ford has a 1.214 slugging percentage and a 1.614 OPS. He's hit four home runs in the last 14 at-bats, which is pretty wild. Uh, Cal Raleigh is hitting 231, but he has a 913 OPS in the last seven days. Um, let's see here. Caballero, uh, 778 OPS. Derek Kelnick has struggled, hitting 167. Uh, Teo Hernandez, uh, over the last seven days, 318 average, 400 on base percentage, 945 OPS. Ty Ty France, 988 OPS over the last seven days uh jp crawford 739 ops but he does have a 360 or excuse me 379 on base percentage which is what you're looking for from him but the one that's really struggling is julio rodriguez he's four of his last 26 with one home run uh two walks and eight strikeouts but he's hitting 154 over his last 26 at bats uh the 241 on base percentage and only a 511 ops so he's been struggling um we need th- we need a period where you know it's Julio, Ty, Teo, and Kelnick all firing and and playing well. Um, we haven't really had that as the Mariners haven't really had that yet this season. Um, I do think that that's what is going to propel the Mariners forward is is needing those those um, stars to really step up and step up together. Uh, the pitching, I think, is just is going to continue to be consistent and consistently good. Um, at least the top three starters, with the periodic, uh, I think, ups and downs of of being a rookie starter for Bryce Miller and and uh, Brian Wu. But I know I always say this: Mariners to me are starting to turn the corner a bit. I have no doubt Julio is going to join the rest of them pretty soon. This series should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget the Mariners are coming off winning two of three from Miami. I would expect them to take two of three um, against the White Sox as well. So once again, it is a uh, an evening start in this game. Michael Kopech against Brian Wu uh, should be a lot of fun. Enjoy the game. I will be back tomorrow actually from Chicago, even though the Mariners are playing the White Sox in Seattle be coming to you from Chicago with a recap of tonight's game and a preview of uh, Saturday's game in the matchup of Giolito versus Gilbert. So thank you for listening to the Mariners cast uh, from Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Junior 20 That's tinojr J R two zero and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, you guys. Peace.